and welcome. This is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. I'm your host, Mike Church, and I'm joined here by my co-host and lovely wife, Catherine. Hello, hello. And we're really excited to bring you uh, the interview. We had a really fun chat with Christine Gilmore from the Kenworthy Performing Arts Center earlier last week. And um, yeah, she's going to share some about Kenworthy, history of it, and especially the recent renovations. Yes, and upcoming events. We briefly touched on that at the end. It was a really fun interview. We had a great time sitting down with Christine for our first ever podcast interview. Yeah, so thanks for joining us for episode three, and let's get into the interview. At the Kenworthy, I was shoveling snow, and we do it all. I don't hire people for that. Oh, I appreciate it. But let's get your name on here, so introduce yourself. Uh, Christine Gilmore. I'm the executive director of the Kenworthy Performing Arts Center. See, I can't even do my own name. It's okay. You can do all the Kenworthy stuff. Kenworthy Performing Arts Center. It's a long name. It's a really long name. So what is, what is, where's the name come from for people who may not be familiar with the Kenworthy? That is a great question that I actually may not have the full knowledge behind. So the, the Kenworthy family um, opened the building, opened the Kenworthy Theater in 1926. January 4th, 6.45 p.m. On, oh. in 1926. I do know the exact date and time. Um, and then in... That's where they moved their namesake theater. They had a second, a first Kenworthy theater on um, Third Street in um, Moscow. In Moscow, I didn't and that was there for a couple of years. But then Milburn saw this need for a larger, bigger space and moved the Kenworthy theater to its current location. Um, so that's where Kenworthy came from. And in 2000, when well, December 27th, 1999. <laughs> when the organization, the nonprofit organization was created, they wanted to create a space that could be indicative of what could happen there. So not just movies, not just the Kenworthy Theater, but a performing arts center. So and that's something that's open to everybody, open to all art forms, and something that's part of our mission. What is the mission? The mission of the Kenworthy is very long, and so I'm going to abbreviate <laughs> okay, it for good. you. Um, but basically, it is to provide and promote high-quality arts experiences for everybody. So, and our goals and strategies align with that and like maintaining the historic um, aptitude of the theater by restoring it, by creating, by doing all of these restoration projects or, reno- or renovation projects, um, bringing in things that you wouldn't normally see. So um, it's a bad time for examples because it's Oscar season, yeah. but like the French Film Festival, mm-hmm. you're not going to see that in, at you know, the Village Center Cinema. You might see a French film, but not a full festival devoted to it. Or the Met. Or the Met, exactly. The Met Live or National Theater Live, Royal Shakespeare Company, those types of things. Um, we try really hard to bring something different to, and something that's going to appease to anyone and everyone. So you may not like a Marvel movie, but then you'll go and see Little Women that we're showing this weekend. So it's just something for everybody. Yeah. And so it's a, it was owned by the Kenworthys. It was owned by the Kenworthys. And it's now a non, it's a nonprofit. Was that the 2000 date or 1999 yes. date? Yes. Is that when it became the a nonprofit? Switch. Yes. Okay. So the Kenworthys owned it all through from 19, it was actually bought in 1925 and opened in 1926. Um, so from 1925 until 1999, the Kenworthys owned it. Throughout the 
70s and 80s, they leased it for the, actually, I think it was eight, 70s, 80s, and 90s. They leased it out to different companies. So at one point, Carmike Industries um, leased it from them. It was leased by a, a private an industry for a while. Um, but then um, in the late 90s, somebody saw a need for this space because it, it actually closed for about a nine-month period mm -hmm. uh, from, I think, May until December in 1999 and there was like this need of like no we can't just have this empty storefront this huge empty theater on main street what are we going to do with this and we had a really generous um offer from the kenworthy's from beth kenworthy mm -hmm. somebody came in and said what if we start to like rent to buy rent to own wow and she said how about i just donate it wow yeah so and that's what developed so it was donated to um the along the lines to the kenworthy uh, Performing Arts Center Inc. Um, but basically, part of that that role was like you had to create a nonprofit organization in order to accept the nice. donation. That's a, a, um, something that Beth said. It was like you have to do this, and so and on that board were business people and people really dedicated. And for the first couple of years, they would literally get down at board meetings and start writing checks to pay the heat um. because it was not being used very well. It was not uh, very often. It wasn't being. It wasn't the space that it is today. When did you come on board? I came on board as an admin assistant in April of 2010, but became the executive director in January of 2011. So I've just started my 10th year as wow. executive wow. director. How did you How did you land that job? I love this story. So when I, before I was even knew what the Kenworthy was, um, I had a friend who was like, let's go to a show at this theater downtown. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I walked in and I saw the neons on the ceiling, the beautiful floral art deco flowers. And I walked in and I said, I want to run this place someday. Really? No joke. That's awesome. And I was like, how do I get involved? How do I do this? And I would follow, <laughs> I would follow their, um, their website to see if they were hiring. And I sent in my resume a couple of times just to be like, I would love to work here. Um, and at one point they had an opening, I didn't see it and it closed. And so I didn't, I didn't get in that, but then the next runaround, I, I started just bugging them basically and landed the admin assistant job. And it was only supposed to be for the summer because the guy who was doing it was taking an internship with Boeing. And so I was only supposed to go in and help during the summer. Well, when I started the executive director at the time who'd been there for 10 years was like, yeah, I'm leaving. So she put her two weeks notice in or her month notice in, and um, I quickly became the interim because I was the only office person. Wow. And I had a meeting with the board of the, uh, the president at the time, and he was like, so are you going to show up on Monday morning? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have a job, don't I? <laughs> so um, I increased my hours just a few, and then they hired an executive director. I was there for six months. Um, and it just didn't work out. There was a lot of personality conflicts, a lot of idea conflicts of like what the Kenworthy, he thought the Kenworthy should be and what the board thought the Kenworthy should be. And so he left abruptly and that's when they were like, okay, Christine, here you go. And the really funny thing is I had a job offer from another organization to be their executive director. And so, um, they matched that offer. Wow. And I wouldn't have to move. <laughs> and that was almost 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. That's awesome. And just... It was one of those like meant to be totally walked in and I was like, this is reminds me so much of, um, there's two theaters from where I'm from 
one is more of a performing arts center and the other is very much an independent art house theater. And so it was like this emergent of both of them when I walked in. I was like, this is so cool. This could be so much cooler. What can we do? Let's do more. Can we do more? <laughs> well, you've done more. It yes. seems, yeah, it certainly seems like it. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the renovation? Because obviously you just reopened. Yes. Um, so we worked with, um, a couple years ago, we started our year off with a, a survey with the board and said, what do you think is the most important thing that we accomplished in the next five years? And hands down, it was, we need to renovate the interior. The chairs are uncomfortable. People complain. People can't sit in them. There were a number of patrons who have told me, like, I can only come, but I can only stay for, like, 45 minutes because I can't sit for that long. Or people with back problems. Yeah. And they were... Um, we dated them to about the early 80s, and uh, I anticipate that they were used then. So, so after that, we started developing a committee of being like, let's talk about how we can better renovate, better offer something for a theater, um, and be safe about it. So we uh, had many committee meetings, and then we actually opened up to town halls and did focus groups with um about 15 to 20 people at each of those groups and said, what do you want to see? What do you want? With, like, do you think it's needed? And what do you want to see? Because we weren't going to do this giant $200,000 campaign if people didn't think it was needed. Because if they didn't think it was going to need it, they weren't going to donate. And yeah. so, um, and honestly, I think that was one of the best things that we did was to really gain people's excitement about it early on. And so we did these focus groups throughout 2018. And then in 2019, we launched the campaign and February 24th of 2019 and ended the campaign November 24th of 2019 ended up raising um, just over $200,000 in that time. Wow. And it was just amazing. The community outpouring of it. Some We had grant money that came in um, and we were just really excited by how much people were like, oh my gosh, can I give you $20? Like it was those small donations, just like with any campaign. Yeah, we had a couple of really large donations that came in, but at the same time, it's the people who come and sit who say, here's $20, here's $100. I'm sorry, I can't give you more. But it's all of those that came in that really made the campaign successful. Um, so the renovation, when we first started talking about what we were going to do, it we had some project creep really easily because if you look at the theater there's a lot of space to it yeah. if you have the auditorium you have the backstage you have the green rooms potentially you have the marquee the balcony the lobby the the outside and we decided to narrow our focus to just the auditorium because my goal in all of this was to make an impression to not fundraise for more than a year mm -hmm. and to make it like i want people to see mm -hmm. the impact of their money within a 18 month period wow. because i feel like campaigns have a tendency to go stagnant mm -hmm. if they fundraise for too long. Um, and so I just really wanted somebody to see the impact and see it happening so then they can trust us that we can continue to do these things on as we work on different right. sections of the building. And so what the project came down to was in the auditorium, the chairs, the floor, lighting, and carpet. Those were like the main things that we decided to work on. Um, and... The floor was really just an, uh, a project of opportunity because we took the chairs out. You have to grind down all the bolts. You're going to have these weird pock marks, and so yeah. like, let's just redo the floor. Plus, it was this beautiful painted 
maroon color that started the paint started to chip yeah we had you could actually you used to be able to see where the original line of the building was uh, before they expanded 23 feet to this to wow. the north, south oh. and so which was cool in the historical sense but when people would walk on it there was at some points there was like half an inch to an inch like dip between oh. the floor and where this big crack was it was a seam and so it was like let's get this cleaned up let's work on the safety of that so um, anybody who had any type of ambulatory issues uh, had walking assistance or anybody in heels like you could easily just trip on that yeah. and we had um these different uh, holes where old chairs used to be um, back before the stage was built out in 2002, there was 12 rows in, to the front of that. And so once you ripped all those chairs out and ground down the bolts, it left these little holes all over. So it was just time to give the floor a facelift basically. Yeah, and the perfect time. And the perfect time to do it. So um, we, and, and we actually ended up painting it, not painting it, but sealing it with um, an epoxy seal that mm -hmm. has a stain in it. Oh, and so, and didn't go purple. We wanted to keep it neutral and um, went with this like slate gray and I think it looked really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but so opportunity there to just do the floor. Do the floor. Yeah. I thought it was really important that we did that and it also added to the sense of safety. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people would come in and we have a, you know, a wide range of demographic users. Um, but even anybody that had kids that were running don't run in the theater, but, but that won't necessarily stop it. That won't stop it, but it will definitely help with that fear of like, don't trip on anything. Yeah. So, um, so, and then do the chairs yeah. and my goal. And I think the goal after, especially after going through those town halls and focus groups was keep the chairs as historically, aesthetically pleasing as possible. Even some people are like, I don't care if you have cup holders. I just want the chairs to be part of the Kenworthy. I don't want the big recliners. They don't want the leather. And so, and honestly, that wouldn't fit in that space. It wouldn't be part of the Kenworthy. And so that was the biggest goal when designing the chair was trying to figure out what would be the most aesthetically pleasing, historically close to historically accurate as yeah. possible, but also comfortable and ergonomically safe and good for people. And right. um, and that's when we came up with what we have. We worked with Tara Lou, um, Interior Design, mm -hmm. to figure out, it wasn't, sh she helped us guide our decision, um, which was great because when you have a board of directors, we all have an opinion. Oh yeah. And everybody kept asking me like, what do you think, what do you think? I'm like, oh no, I'm way too close to this. Mm -hmm. This is too much a part of who I am, so I'm taking this out of my hands. Mm -hmm. Uh, and luckily, we came up with, a, there was just a fabulous combination of the Art Deco and the purple and the reds and the pinks that are in the theater and and the, this wood paneling on the back of the chair that just came together in this beautiful piece. Where did you have to get the chairs from? Where did those come from? Those came from, so we worked with a company called Irwin Seating Company. They're based in California and Michigan. Um, I think they their offices are based in California, and then their production facilities based in Michigan. Um, but they are a company that work nationwide with all sorts of theaters, especially historic theaters. Mm -hmm. And that's what really they stood out from the rest is we looked at a lot of different companies, and they were the ones that were like, "Here are examples of historic theaters. Here's what we do." And even um, the cast iron edge edge of the theater chairs when you walk down the aisle. The aisle standards, they um, had a bunch to choose from, and at each design had its own like little story and history of like, this is like replication from a 1920s vaudevillian theater. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were looking for is something Perfect. that the history of the theater is a vaudeville house. 
And so bringing it all the way back to modern times. Right. <laughs> I think you need to add in here because I didn't know until you told me the layout. Yes. The reason behind the layout of the chairs. Yeah. So there are many stories of why, but the most accurate story that I can find um, is at one point, they were going to put in little bistro tables in the chair and in the spots in the chairs. So people, because we don't have cup holders, we didn't have cup holders at the time. And so this was before my time. So it's history and, and, and story and legend and legend, <laughs> uh, many legends when it comes to the Kenworthy. Um, but so they would have a place to put their, their sodas, their popcorn and not so much on the floor. Well, when legend has it that when they took out the chairs and started to measure out for tables, they didn't take into account the slope of the floor. And so you would have a table at an angle. And then when they decided, oh, we have to like, you know, level this, put a shim in there or something, it was going to add an extraordinary amount of money to each of those. And they just decided, nope, we're not going to do that. And at that time, the, the chairs had already been out and people were already started to comment on how much they loved being able to weave in and out. Or if you had long legs, you could stretch your legs out. Or if you were short, you could make sure nobody tall was sitting in front of you. You could have a private date, you know, whatever. It was just this really unique feature of the building or of the auditorium. And in fact, when we were working with the theater, the chair company, they had a really hard time understanding. <laughs> this layout. They, they were what like, going on? the first email I got back from him was I sent him a, a, a PDF of the layout. And he's like, um, I think something glitched out on the computer. And he, I was like, nope, that's how it is. And he's like, I don't understand. Even through, he came and visited and he's like, but why wouldn't you put as many chairs as possible in here? I was like, that's what makes the Kenworthy unique. And throughout the whole campaign, that was the number one question asked. Is like, are you keeping the spaces? You're mm -hmm. keeping the spaces, right? What do you, what about the spaces? <laughs> they don't care about color. They didn't care about cup holders. They cared about the spaces. And that's, you know, something that's so unique. And I'm, I'd be interested to see um, other case studies, if there's any other theater like it in the, in the nation. Um, and with the decline of a theater attendance that happening, it'd be interesting to see if somebody took that and was like, well, what if we, it's, it's not like somebody's going to pay money to have separate seats, but it's just something different. It mm -hmm. is. And so. Well, it shows how memorable it is that people, people yes. connect those memories with the gaps yeah. and didn't want that to change. Yeah. You know? No, it's that's a fixture. I mean, it's such a fixture oh, in Moscow. And that's funny. That I, I know. The, the spacing. The spacing is just the. The thing. It is. Mm -hmm. It is the thing. Okay, so upcoming events. What should we hit at the Kenworthy in the next little bit? Oh, we, well, we have so many upcoming events. Um, well, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, we are showing um, Little Women, the, the new one directed by Greta Gerwig, and it's, I've heard, just phenomenal. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've heard it. Either. It's really good, really family-friendly. Um, some of the really fun events that we have coming up, a new one that we're working with Pack DMS with is called Copycat Cinema. They have taken um, a two-minute clip, two-and-a-half-minute clip from Ghostbusters, and what they're challenging people to do is, like, you create your version of that clip. And you can use whatever props you want. It can be anywhere from, like, two to five people or two to six people, however you want to use it. Good for kids, yeah. good for adults, yeah. and there's actually prize money associated with it. So first place prize is an $800 win. Um, or grand prize, I should say. The grand prize is $800. First place, I think, is four. Um, and second place. And then there's also going to be an audience choice award at that night. So and what are the dates? Os that's Oscar? No, that's, no. that's no. just Copycat Cinema. Okay. So, so, so on different. when is that? January 23rd. Okay. 
The submissions are due by the 17th, so the end of this week. Yeah. So um, this will probably come out after that, but... Oh, so, yeah. But that's so, okay. So they can still attend. They can still attend. Tickets are only $5 for individuals or $20 for families of five or more. Okay. Um, you can still attend. Anybody can come. It's going to be family-friendly. And then the submissions are actually um, going to be done live. The judges won't have any... Um, pre-watching, pre, pre they're just going to go and watch it that night. We have a tech person who's watching it, just making sure people are following the rules. And we, you know, the big thing about um, PAC-DMS, the Kenworthy, and actually ICCU, Idaho Central Credit Union, who's the sponsor of this, it's all family-friendly. It's really oh, important great. that this thing is family. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything with um, any submission that has swear words or anything beyond PG rating, then it won't be submitted. It will it'll be uh, disqualified. Sure. So, um, and I think it's it's something fun to kick off the Oscar season at the Kenworthy because we will be doing um, Oscar night at the Kenworthy, as always, February 9th. Uh, red carpet starts at 4, show starts at 5. It's free, and we're still... Um, finalizing a few details but it's just going to be a great time people come i every year there's always somebody who's dressed to to the nines pearls mm -hmm. and diamonds and full-length dresses and furs and there's always people those college kids who just want to watch the oscars and they don't have tv and so they bring their blankets and they snuggle up in the theater and they watch the oscars and honestly um it, the oscar night is one of those events that's just like really harkens to what the camera they can offer. It's something for everybody. And um, we always have a really good time putting it on. It's just a party. And we really enjoy being able to offer it to the community and offer it as, you know, this integral thing that people just have a great time to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank Thanks you for, for coming out. Tell really us about fun. the chair. I we'll know. Have to do it again. I know. But. And we'll have to include some pictures in the, yes. in the post about this of the chairs. Yes. And, and I don't know if you want to know, but we have more to do. We're not even done yet. That's exciting. Yes. So we so. need to have follow-ups yes. on the next project yeah. before it starts. Well, and that's the thing. We still have carpet to do. I'm working on doing custom-made carpet for the theater oh, wow. because we ended up raising more money than we needed. We have some technology upgrades. We're going to get a new screen. We're looking at getting new like speakers to really just really enhance the experience for everybody there. So oh, wow. Wow. And that's, is that all part of that first campaign? Yeah. Then? So, yeah. That's not even... so that will happen in 2020. Yes. That's oh, the goal. Wow. That I'm hoping cool. to have new carpet by spring break. Um, and I'm hoping I, tomorrow actually have a walkthrough with, um, some text to do looking at some sound improvements. We've already upgraded our projector, update, upgraded the brain to it this week. Um, last, no, last week. And we're just at this point of like, because we are able to raise more money than we anticipated, we can actually accomplish a lot more than what was on our list. And that, it was amazing because the uh, MJ Murdoch Trust came in with a $70,000 grant right at the end when we had decided like, okay, we've raised enough money to do what we set out to do, chairs and floor and lights. Um, so great. But then they came in with this amazing grant. And then on top of that, a Vista came in with a $15,000 grant oh, wow. specifically for the screen. And oh, wow. so we have some really great opportunity to, um, do, like I said, custom carpet that fits better with the theater and not just, um, like business carpet. Mm -hmm. We wanted something to really pop and really make the, to match the, um, aesthetic of the new chairs. We want something that matches the aesthetic of the whole theater. Oh, Absolutely. 
So that's what has been on my list of things to do. Well, talk about knocking out of the park to start your campaign all within a year mm -hmm. yeah. and accomplish way more than you came out. I mean, right. the next campaign should be a slam dunk. Well, <laughs> don't <laughs> jinx it. I, just mean, I mean, in terms of like proving to people that, like, hey, this we, is, we you can know, do we it. can take care of it. I kept saying towards awesome. the end of like, we are ahead of schedule and under budget because the whole time we were like we had the right contractors doing the right things we had the right amount of money for everything and we had people that were so passionate about the project that they were like oh we'll just give you a little little cut here or we'll help with you this and um you know i keep thinking like is it moscow or did i do a good job or did the board do a good job like if you would consider building houses we could use more people who are under <laughs> under budget and on time so <laughs> Yeah, that was my goal the whole time is was to be reopened um, by January fourth, so we could mark that historic opening date. That's and so, so the whole time, somebody was like, um, "We need to do this." I'm like, "Good, get it done right now. <laughs> done. Go off the list. Check. Yep. On to the next." So I never That's wanted awesome. to be a project manager, but apparently, I'm okay at it. Well, things <laughs> just fall in your lap. Yes. Yes, definitely. Especially with a small organization. Yes. Yeah. You just got to take care of it. So, well, thank you for oh, having Christine, me today. Thank you so much. It was really fun. It was really fun. I had and a good time. we'll look for an update sometime soon. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.